And now for my next number, I'd like to return to the classics. What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on the Under the Hood podcast, a special podcast for you. I hope that you are subscribing to my YouTube page, youtube.com. Look for Jonathan Hood for interviews that you might have missed. Also follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Instagram at IGJHood, Twitter, twitter.com, tweetjhood, Snapchat, snapjhood. Thanks so much for joining me. So... We're going to hear from my crazy cousin, Maceo, who's a crazy Chicago sports fan in a little bit. And we'll talk about the Last Dance documentary and other things. I'm just checking in with you because I am not on the air on ESPN 1000, my usual show on the 30th of April and May 1st. Because ESPN 1000 and many other stations and companies across the country and around the world are going through some cutbacks, and so I'll be doing some shows on ESPN 1000, and I will be giving you some podcast content from time to time, like right now. So if you've been looking for me on ESPN 1000 on Thursday and Friday, uh, the schedule is a little bit scattered right now because of the cutbacks that's been taking place at um, at the company and other companies as well. So. That doesn't stop me from talking to you and uh, giving you an opportunity to think about something else besides what's going on in our world with COVID-19. I haven't talked much about it on the air, but I lost a cousin from COVID-19 last weekend. And, you know, she is a a stat just like all the other stats we've been seeing from people that have passed away from this coronavirus. And um, she's very special. Uh, There's another person in my family also dealing with COVID-19 as well. And we hope that the um, we hope that uh, she fares well also um, going through this COVID-19. So we're alone together in this um, pandemic. I know many just want to just get out and just live life like they've always lived life. But life is different. At least right now, it's different. It's just something that we've got to be able to overcome. So I hope all the best for you and your family throughout all this as well during this pandemic and throughout this COVID-19. All right. um, We got to talk about the last dance and the NFL draft. So, you know, my family, (laughs) between Maceo and, and so many others in my family, they are sports crazy. So let me get a crazy cousin Maceo on the line. And we'll talk some Chicago sports with you. Just a special UTH podcast. Saying what's up, checking in with you. Um, and anytime, just check me out uh, on the podcast. Episodes you might have missed, check it out. Subscribe. Tell people to download and subscribe the podcast uh, for Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. All right. Let me call Maceo and we'll get underway here. As always, I love to be able to talk to my family about sports. Just one thing that I'm a sports fan, but my cousin Maceo, oh, he really is a big sports fan. And uh, he joins me now on Under the Hood. What's up, Mace? Under the Hood. I'm on the 
<laughs> you know, you know, man. I'm, you know, I'm hood famous, right? Oh yeah, you big time. You good at what you do. I love listening to you. Well, I appreciate it, man. Someone's got. If I got one listener, at least I got you. So that's good enough. Better no way. <laughs> so, so let me ask you something, man. So, um, everybody, um, especially in our family, been watching this last dance documentary. Could you believe there's some things I didn't know? Uh, in this documentary that I, that I saw that I want to share with you in a little bit. But what do you think of what you've seen through the first four episodes? Very interesting. Um, I was shocked at knowing that Scottie Pippen grew up in a home with two people in a wheelchair and was able to accomplish what he did. He turned out to be one of the best small forwards in NBA history. And that is, in my eyes, sensational. Um, also, the way Phil Jackson was able to manage and um, deal with Dennis Rodman, I mean, even Jordan, and Pippen with the personalities, um, great documentaries thus far. And I'm waiting, and I'm, I can't wait to see what's going to be unveiled soon. Yeah, I mean, the Pippen thing, I didn't know either. But see, here's the thing. Here's... Where some don't get it, right? So if you grow up in poverty and you have nothing, right? You're in Central Arkansas and you're trying to make it in the league. I'm not even sure what Scotty... Scotty believed that he was great. I'm not sure how everybody thought he was great. Because again, we're talking about small school, right? Central Arkansas, Scotty Pippen. I remember that at the, during that time, his name went hot. It went hot. He just, I mean, but it was just somewhere where if you're a good scout, you dig and try to find the best of the best. And Scotty comes from Central Arkansas, gets drafted by the Bulls because that's how Kraus was doing it. He'd rather go lifting up under like small rocks to find talent instead of going to the big schools sometimes. So, you know, everyone's just jumping on Scotty like, oh, how could you sign that deal? How could you sign that contract? Well, man, that first contract got them out of poverty. Yeah, he, yeah, he was underpaid. But that first contract also helped his family sooner to be able to be in a better situation. So you got two people handicapped in your crib. You had to do something. So that money went toward that. And so I don't blame him for it because, he, you know, he came out on the other side as rich as Michael as far as contracts. And, and, dealing, and looking at Pippen in that contract, that was so disappointing. I mean... If I had a guy that that came and worked hard for me every day like that, I would renegotiate that contract as soon as I had the opportunity. Um, the way the boys did Pippen and Jordan, ridiculous. I mean, Mike, to me, they should have offered him a job. I mean, they should have gave him part ownership. Pippen, he should have been in the front office. I mean, Pippen is underrated. Um People, they don't realize how versatile and how hard he played. And can you think being underpaid and this guy goes on to give you 100% every game of the last dance season is, um, it gave me a whole nother uh, aspect, the way I look at Scottie Pippen. Mm -hmm. He was one of my favorite players anyway, Jay Hood, growing up, but after watching the last dance and knowing I'm underpaid, I'm still going to think you a thousand percent. Can't do nothing but love, Pip. You got to you got to get that surgery though in the summer. 
<laughs> you can't, you can't, base. You can't do that to the team, man. You see how the Bulls struggle out of the box, man, losing against a bad one in ten Clipper team. You saw this, right? Like, yeah, I agree. I mean, this, I agree. that like, it's, it's that here's some, here's he some thing. Bitter. No, he was bitter, but it's like, you know, if you you were Mike. Right, and so you going into business for yourself. But Pippen believed that he was as good as Michael when he first came to the league. You saw this, right? When Oakley slapped him in the yeah, face. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> so. I was like, okay. <laughs> He's this like, dude did put sixty-three on Boston. Why you coming in thinking you better than him? Right, right. There, no, there was there was some definite missteps with Scotty, you know, through his time with the Bulls, but. You didn't hear a peep from him in Houston or Portland because he was able to get that that money at the end of his deal with the Bulls and then move forward and still was a very solid like point forward. But he was definitely a great player. But there was some faults, man. Like he was before his time. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was before his time. He was. If I had to rate the best small forward of all time defensively, I think I was. I think I wouldn't be wrong if I said Pippen. Do you agree? Yeah, he was definitely the best defensive player. And a guy, as we saw without Michael, could score the ball just like anybody else did in that position. So even without Michael, he was getting his. You you remember when he went to play baseball, Michael, that it was Scotty's team and he was doing fine. Minus, minus that call on the Knicks by Hugh Hollins? Yes. I believe the Bulls would have went to the finals. Yes, for sure. And who knows when we get there, what we could have done. I mean, Elijah Ryan, he was a monster. Oh, my God. He was a monster. How we would have defended that would have been tough, but we still had a chance. They still had the stick pip. We had Horace Grant. Mm-hmm. We had BJ um, coming off all-star season. So who knows? And we had the great Phil Jackson, that coach. So the whole Phil piece also was interesting to me because I had never seen that film of him in in Mexico. Mace, he was he was clean shaven, short sleeve shirt, yelling at officials, and you know he, he told he told that story about you know like there's people shooting each other and and trying to it was, they took their basketball serious in Mexico when Phil was there, so he definitely paid his dues. I mean, and, and I, I think Mayhem a great coach. Can you imagine coming from the gutter? He coached. I didn't know he coached in Mexico. He coached in Mexico. He coached in Albany, New York, and won a CBA championship. He was a winner. And, you know, me coming from the streets, being from the gutter and making it, being a product supervisor, I mean, I get it. You, you know, you need to learn. You see mistakes you made, things you need to get better at. And Phil Jackson to me, oh my goodness, what a man, what a leader, what a great coach. I mean, he coached Scotty, Mike, Kobe, and Shaq. Right. That ain't easy. And had a rapport with the with, with those guys to be able to have and was able to and was able to manage the great Dennis Rodman. Right. Right. And they had more in common than you, than we knew before the documentary. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, to coach Dennis Rodman with the Bulls, when he got that money, he got the personality, he got to dealing with the women. Oh, my God. And, 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 and while we talking about documentary, this dude, how did he have the energy, J-Hood, to come in and get a Bulls what he gave him on a nightly basis? 
You know what it was, Mace? And I talked about this not too long ago on the show. I think Dennis Rodman is one of these dudes that will sandbag you, right? He'll come in, as you saw in that in one of those clips in practice, right? Came in with pajama pants, slides, yeah, and white and, and white and white socks, right? That guy didn't look like he's ready to play. Didn't look like he's ready to practice. But they talked about that Indian drill, right? After being all those kamikazes, all those drinks, that dude was ready to play. That shows you the work ethic, how how Rodman was all about the women drinking whatever he was doing away from the court, but when it was time to play, he was ready. He was ready. Absolutely. You wouldn't think that when you see him in pajama pants coming to practice. (laughs) Rodman is the reason why garbage pail athletes will be able to now get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, such as Ben Wallace. He might get in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's because of players like Dennis Rodman, you know, they gave 1,000% every day. I mean, like, you talking about a dude that could use zero points, 20 rebounds. Most parents, they go to the game. After the game, they looking at their kid crazy. But zero points, 20 rebounds. Rebound is a very important part of basketball. I never heard rebounding explained that way, the way Rodman did. Remember he he was explaining the angles and he he would bring two of his friends to the to the uh gym at three or four in the morning and they'd be like okay so what's up and he'd like well I want you to shoot the basketball I just want to rebound it because he learned angles that's crazy it's ridiculous and I'm gonna ask you a question hood when you've been watching basketball a long time have you seen a rebounder as ferocious as Rodman doing your Lifetime of watching sports uh, in basketball. Now, Robin is on the top because I was too young to remember Malone. Because Moses Malone was, a, was a... Malone was a monster. Yeah, like Moses you know, Malone I was great. All, one thing about me, I don't like talking sports without being a student of sports and watching classics. And Malone was Malone was great. Um, it would have been nice if it was more clips on Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. I honestly think Chamberlain... Or Russell might have been better. I would I would beg the difference. Say Chamberlain, big fan of Will Chamberlain. Um, hate that the NBA don't give credit to um, the greats like they supposed to. The past greats, anyway. You know the the youth they need to understand um, where it all started at. Mm-hmm. And I don't think sports, I think sports tend to give the athletes of the day more recognition and not get a recognition to the past athletes. And I think it's unfair, which is great um, why ESPN is showing the last dance. Because a lot of kids, I ask kids, every day I see them, New Jordans. And I just I say, man, have you ever seen Michael Jordan play? Nope. Wow. You never seen Michael Jordan play? But you got his shoes on every other day. So it's good. I mean, basketball need to realize. I mean, Jordan, oh, man. He took the game to a whole nother level in, in hood. I was telling somebody, they was talking about Pip contract. Right. And I was like, man, listen, the NBA, Scottie Pippen's agent, they didn't know where, they, where it was coming from Um, prior to um, the dream team that the contract Pippen got that was the norm. Nobody knew the NBA was gonna blow up like it did. It went from CBS to Brent Musburger 
to NBC getting that contract with Bob Costas, and the NBA just took off. Right. Do you agree? Yeah, nobody... I, I, you know, the owners knew. The owners knew that that TV money was coming, and I think that's what Reinsdorf was trying to hint, hint at with Scotty saying, "As soon as you sign this deal, it's going to be, you know, archaic. It's going to be null and void because there's going to be a lot more money coming in." But Pip needed that money for his family. But you could see the NBA under David Stern getting more and more popular. Uh, and you know, credit to Stern. Stern wanted to make sure that every market had a star, right? And so. Um, that was his whole thing. Like, I don't care if it's a good team or bad team, you need to be able to have a drawing card. And so he made sure from, you know, from Malone and Stockton to Alex English in Denver to Michael in, in, uh, in Chicago to Reggie Miller, in Indiana bird, you know, uh, magic, all those guys, he wanted to make sure that there was someone for you to watch in every NBA market. And so from that point standpoint, Michael, a big linchpin of that mace, made sure that the NBA was on the map. His He wasn't even winning a championship yet, but yet the TV money came in, and then you saw how it blew up. Okay, cuz, so do you believe that, honestly, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, um, free agents that perhaps would have been available, that have been available, would have maybe come to the Bulls if Reinsdorf... Um, Kraus would have treated Pippen and Jordan better. Do you think we could have landed a free agent? Especially during the Derrick Rose era when we was like one star player away from winning the championship. Do you think that had any influence? Yeah, well, think about this. Melo had a choice of coming to the Bulls to help the Bulls win a championship and get past LeBron or stay in New York knowing you're going to lose and get paid. Think about it. Like you would Even definitely, for the money. yeah, but you definitely would take Chicago for it because you get paid and to be able to increase your chance to win a championship. He know he won winning shit in in New York, <laughs> so that was. But uh, we 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 talking about um, Anthony right now. LeBron could have came in too. Yeah, yeah. I tell you this story that I don't talk tell very often on the air. That you know there was a time where Kobe was not interested in being with the Lakers like after that second contract and he he was on a show with me and told me that Kobe told me he said I brought my wife and my I think it was just his daughter at the time he only had the I think one child at the time he said I came to Chicago looking at homes and education for my family because he got so tired of what was going on with the Lakers and the bus family Jim bus in particular and he was like, yeah, I came here. I really seriously considered playing for the Bulls. And he wasn't worried about Michael Shadow. I think some of the reason why that even Kobe didn't come here, well, well, number one, a trade was supposed to take place and Paxson nixed it because he couldn't let go of Lou Aldang, which is stupid. All right? It's just so dumb. But then there's been opportunities for others to come to Chicago, but I believe because of who the Bulls are, they everybody knows a story. Like it's the NBA is a community, man. They everybody talks. Everybody know. Like it. Like this documentary to to a certain age, people know. Like yep, that's why I didn't go there. Yep, I didn't want to deal with Kraus. Yep, I didn't want to deal with Reinsdorf. And so yeah, the Bulls to this day is dealing with Reinsdorf and and Paxton and Gar 
and what Kraus did, even though he's passed away now. But that cloud of the organization makes you get Thomas Sadoransky and, and Thaddeus Young instead of having a quality free agent. This is where, so maybe now that the documentary is out, maybe the, the page will be turned where it's like, okay, that's who we were, but this is who we are now. And then the deal with Kraus, okay, a lot of, a lot of people listening might be surprised I say this, but Kraus, to me, he didn't do a bad job at building the Bulls to a champion. Um, he was selfish. He had a big ego, which was ridiculous because he never played or none of that. But at the end of the day, when it comes to Jordan and Pippen, even Horace Grant went up taking that contract with Orlando when I was salty at him when he did it. But now I get it. You know, y'all don't want to pay me. Adios. Yeah. I put my work in. But at the end of the day, who it comes down on? The owner. I own the team. These guys are making me filthy rich, J-Hood. You think I ain't finna pay them? <laughs> right. Man, I'd have been like, listen, man. Where's your agent at? Come holler at me. I got you. You know? The Bulls, they wasn't no, they they wasn't even on a map until Mike put them put them on like they did. And the Bulls are filthy. I mean, like you go to the Bulls game hood, the Bulls could be terrible. Right. I'm talking about, and the stadium still gonna be packed every night. It's gonna be sold out. Is all the fans gonna be there? Perhaps not, but you better know them tickets were sold. Guess who made that happen? Pippen, Pippen Jordan, yeah. Rodman. You know, when I was talking to somebody, they was telling me, um, they was comparing Mike to Bill Russell. I said, man, Bill Russell, he played with seven Hall of Famers. Pippen might have played with, Pippen played with two, maybe three if Tony get in. What about Portland? Which Portland? Well, he was with Portland. And what about um, what about his other teams? You want you want to hear me? You want to hear something about? You want to hear my two saddest days in sportshood? Yes. I'm gonna tell them to you. Game seven, 1990, the Mike Rain game. Right. That is the saddest <laughs> right. day of my sports life. I was ten years old, and I went to bed crying. I told Mama, the great Ali Myers, <laughs> that the Bulls was never gonna win the championship. Crying. She said, "Boy." Gonna get on. And another <laughs> was game seven. Pulling up by 15 points in the fourth quarter. I say, Pippen is going to get to the finals without Mike, finally. And Lord forbid, if I'm wrong, you tell me them refs did the trail. The Portland Jailblaze is in. Yeah. The NBA refused to allow them to win that game. <laughs> Still bitter about it. Still bitter. I am so bitter about that game. I'm more bitter about that game than any game I've ever seen. All right, let's let's count the Hall of Famers for with Pippen, right? So Mike's there, right? And who else on the Bulls? Mike. Mike Rodman, and I think Kukoc should get in internationally. All right. So then Houston is Barkley. That's another. Barkley in the dream. And in the dream, Olajuwon. That's the only two off that Houston team. Mm-hmm. All right, let me let me look now. Did he play with Clyde 
important? No. No? Let me look at this here. Um, so, Pippen played from 87, hold on, 87 to 98 with the Bulls, a year with Houston in that Portland, those Portland teams for four Great years. Great Portland teams. So, I'm looking at this roster. No. Well, uh, no, Sabonis is in, right? The old man? Yes. Okay, so Sabonis is on that team. And I don't see I see Bonzi Wells, Detla Shrimp. Nobody from that Portland team gets in. Greg Anthony. <laughs> no, that doesn't that doesn't work. But it was a great team though. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You're talking about a young Rashid Wallace, who was to me one of the best power forwards in the game at the time. Yeah. Steve Smith. Oh man, that was a great team. I would have hated if the Bulls would have I would have hated if Mike them had to go against them. They was loaded. Are you ready for a, a poll question I asked on my uh, on my Wednesday show? You ready for this? Yep. Okay. This is this is before your time, but it's just a gut reaction. Let me scroll down. To, okay. The question I asked two questions on my show on Wednesday night. I asked a question: If Michael now we we uh, me and Sean Davis, my producer, we redrafted the '84 draft. Redra- okay. Redrafting is is that you you see how it went, but then not knowing what you know now, how would you redraft, right? So we redrafted eighty the Michael Jordan draft and said if Michael Jordan went to the Rockets, who had the number one pick, would he have won a championship with the Rockets? Hood, come on now, because it's him and Sampson, so it's Ralph. <laughs> Ralph Sampson. You're talking about the goat. Yeah, well, oh my goodness, just ask it. And I, I was just thinking now, uh, um, a little bit before you called me, like, what if Mike played with Wade? What he would have lost? What if Kobe played with Shaq? What he ever would have lost? Bro. Mike is the goat, man. So him and Ralph Sampson would have just tore up for Houston. Man, right? Mike would have. First of all, people don't realize Mike averaged twenty eight point two points a game. It's rookie season. Yeah, his, with his defense, I mean, with him guarding on the perimeter and Ralph Sampson protecting the rim, I mean, I can't say they would have burdened them. They burdened them was tough, and matching them was tough. But whew. okay, the other question is: so, so you know, Houston took the first pick and they took uh, Olajuwon, right? Yeah, they took Olajuwon. So that means the Bulls was going to get the third pick. Because if you redrafted, Michael's on Houston, right? I mean, between Michael and Olajuwon, you take Michael, clearly, right? Yeah. Okay, so that means in the same draft that Charles Barkley could have been taken by the Bulls at three. If Barkley went to the Bulls in the 84 draft, would the Bulls have won championships with Charles Barkley? No. I think Barkley became great. You got to think he played on the Dr. J and Moses Malone. And Bobby Knight, he didn't even select um, Charles Barkley to the 84 Dream Team due to his worth ethic. Mm-hmm. So, um, Barkley's greatness, um, I think if it was not for him playing under Barkley and Dr. J, I don't think he would have became the player he became. And it's not to knock the Pippen. I don't think Pippen would have been what he would have been without Jordan. What you think? You say without without um, Barkley, could he have won? Are you asking me if they would have won championships? I'm telling you, Barkley wouldn't have won championships with the Bulls. 
Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking not. But I don't even think Barkley would have been a Hall of Famer if he would have got drafted by the Bulls. I think he needs to play under Moses Malone. And if you if you see um, Charles Barkley speak about playing with the Sixers, he's always speaking about how how uh, Moses took him under his wing. And he loved Andrew Tony too. And the, yeah, the Boston Strangler, yeah. Andrew Tony. He loved Andrew Tony. So, I don't. I should ask you this when you have a few tequila shots. Because I don't know if I can ask you this now, but but I know I mentioned you on the show on Wednesday, and I said in this same '84 draft. So it's Jordan, Olajuwon, Barkley, John Stockton's in this draft, Sam Perkins yep. is in this draft, Otis Thorpe's in this draft, and your guys also was drafted in this draft. You know who your guy is who your, your guy Kevin Willis also was in this. draft. Kevin Willis, <laughs> who you who you took you you spent thirty minutes during what, what, what us trying to watch the NFL. You spent thirty minutes telling everybody in the room how how underrated Kevin Willis was with his short arms. Kevin Willis was underrated. He played hard. Kevin Willis he played hard. Yes, I understand that, but you you can't spend thirty minutes in my hood cave talking about Kevin Willis. So was, when we talk about underrated. Who is the most underrated player in NBA history to you? Kevin Willis. No, sir. Alex English. Well, you know, he's fairly rated. He was a great player. He was a man. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know. Let me ask you something, Hood, mm. while we're talking. I'm going to give you a trivia question. Oh, no. What do I, what do, I get if what I win? What NBA player scored the most points in the 1980s? Uh, was, was it Alex English? It's Alex English. Yeah, I figured that. Underrated. That's how underrated he is. You would never hear kids say, man, I want to be like Alex English. <laughs> He's a great player. Great player. <laughs> great mid-range game. Alex English, what do I get if I, since I won that? What do I get? A nice handshake when I see you. Oh, no, no. Social distancing. I want a handshake from you. All right, you know, so, so, <laughs> so we'll figure something out. I don't want a handshake from you right now. Uh, I want to. Uh, lastly, I want to ask you your thoughts about what the Bears did or did not do in the draft because I know, you know, you you know, we will get back together and, and have our Bears parties again. I I know the season might be moved down a little bit, but I'm just not going to just x out my family in 2020 because of COVID 19. We will uh, be back in the hood, kid, because you know that's always a good time, right? Man, what a beautiful spot to watch sports. TVs everywhere. <laughs> and, 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 and tequila everywhere, too. We have a special yeah, spot for you. Great tequila. <laughs> You're a big fan of that, yes. So let me ask you, so what So what do you think of what the Bears did or did not do? Um, I think we addressed defensively what we need to do. I think the Bears' defense, oh, my goodness. When they get healthy... Mm-mm-mm. I can only imagine how good the defense could be. You can't, you can't uh, double team Khalil Mack when my man is healthy. What's my big guy up um, on the line that that went down? This Ake- underrated Akeem Hicks. Oh my God, Akeem Hicks is ridiculous, hood. Yeah, that dude is ridiculous. Then we drafted another guy on the line. I mean, he's flying in the backfield. He he look he. I don't know where he come from, Tulane or where this this new kid come from, um, Syracuse. You talking about for the Bears draft? Yeah, we drafted him late. We got him a, a defensive end. Yeah. Oh my God, that Gibson dude is, is his anything name. Anything like he was in college? Yeah, Gibson. 
man, I cannot wait for the NFL season, Hood. My only thing is that 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 receiver they drafted, he do look solid. He do look solid. Yeah, but and honestly, everybody has um, gave up on Trubisky. I honestly think he's gonna have a breakout season. You could beg to differ. I think he came off an injury last year. I think coach didn't let him um, get off like he needs to do it, and he ain't running the the normal tricky um, offense that the Bears did um, the prior season. But um, of course, Mahomes and Jackson and all the people that that we didn't that we didn't get instead of Trubisky. But I ain't gave up on Trubisky. Have you? Honestly. You and your brother just love Trubisky. I don't understand it. I don't understand why you two. You only mobile. T- you only two left in town. They're still rooting for Trubisky. Well, I'm not. Well, I, you know what? I, I, I color. I was a big fan of. Maybe I'm just so thirsty for the Bears to get a good quarterback. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that what it maybe that's what it is. But um, Trubisky can run, man. Trubisky, good. Trubisky show good signs. Prior to him being injured, I don't like did. He did. He could throw the ball to a window. Yeah. Uh, he make incredible throws. If the window's on the ground, he definitely can get it. I mean, he make incredible <laughs> throws. He can run. Yeah. Uh, man, you and, and, and I mean, Foles, I love him. And if if Trubisky get injured and let us down, I think Foles can come in solid. But it really it break down to our line, man. Yeah, but that's... I mean, like, you got guys like Leno. I'm 5'7", 175, soaking wet. I can figure out a way to get around Leno. <laughs> For real. Am I lying or not? Yeah, yeah. He I, hold me. Because right. uh, Probably because I'm fast. You know, and he about 275, strong as ox, but he refuses to block. Okay, well, what about that basement window? Is can, can Trubisky throw it in those windows, too? I don't know, but if he rolling, maybe. <laughs> that's all I keep seeing is th- throwing the, the ball into the ground. That's 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 his window. Yeah, well, but you know what? That comes with, you know, they got they picked up a good quarterback coach, too, and that's, that's key, man, that quarterback coach. That's key, you know. Um, great quarterbacks, Tell me a great quarterback that didn't have a good coach. Can you tell me one? No, they usually have good good coaches. Head coaches are either you know, head coaches with uh, offensive background or a good quarterbacks coach. Yeah, so I think I think Trubisky, and you heard it from me first. Jay Hood show under the hood. Trubisky is going to break through this year. And it's going to be legit. It ain't going to be coming off no injury and oh, let's slap him in because he threw. For a certain amount of yards and touchdown, Trubisky is going to be legit. Okay. <laughs> and I'm the biggest Bears fan in Chicago. Uh-huh. Um, it's going to be tough in the NFC, though. I don't know what our schedule look like, Hood, but yeah. that NFC, and you got the, the GOAT over there in that, too? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Sure. How many games would Tampa Bay win with the GOAT? Uh, Tampa Bay will win uh, seven games this year. Seven, so they won't make the playoffs. No. Will the Cowboys get to the NFC Championship? They will not. Ooh. They will not. Uh, the the Tampa question is, you know what I see from Tampa, Mace? I see, um, 
I see what Cleveland did this past year, where you're just you're moving in a certain direction, right? They loaded up in Cleveland. Yeah, but the, but you understand the point. Like everybody had this hype over Cleveland this past season. Like, oh, Cleveland's gonna be the team. Well, no, just because you add new add OBJ doesn't mean that you're gonna win a championship. You saw how that season went. I think Tampa yeah, that will was terrible. Tampa will also go through there as well. Like maybe, and again, we're talking about an older quarterback away from the New England system. It's gonna be, and then this hype over Gronkowski, right? Like it's good to have Gronk there, but Gronk hasn't played a full complement of games since twenty eleven. Yeah, he ain't gonna be the same. No way. He hasn't been. He hasn't played sixteen games in, since twenty eleven. So how how valuable will he be? So it's it's a lot of moving parts there. Don't hurt my feelings. Before you get off get get off here. How many games would the Bears win? In your opinion, it feels like. It feels like nine. It, oh, my feelings is hurt. But don't. But it's on. But it's only like May, though, man. Just give me a chance. Like once, <laughs> once we get to the fall, I, I might change that. But it because of can of, I get ten wins? No, I give Minnesota more than ten. I'll tell you that they had a great. They, they had a hell of a draft, Minnesota. A so hell Minnesota of a draft. Minnesota win the division, and then Green Bay. More likely Green to be second Bay base. Messed up, man. They shouldn't got that quarterback. They've been doing Aaron Rodgers wrong. <laughs> They've been doing him wrong, man. How did they not get a wide receiver for that dude? I mean, this dude, oh, I geez. hate him. But they have hood. Yeah. In the history of sports, honestly, for a great player, have Aaron Rodgers been treated? I mean, like, dang, dude, you got to win it. Do you got to do it all by yourself? I love it, though, being a Bears fan. Yes, I'm But sure. goodness gracious. I understand. When are y'all going to get this dude some help? <laughs> I don't know, this. You know, I, I think he should have some to wide receiver. You know, it's funny. Um, Aaron Rodgers said on a radio show, he said, man, we haven't had a skill position drafted in 15 years around here. And then the Packers was like, well, okay. How about this? Stick this up your ass. How about another quarterback to replace you? I mean, that's ridiculous. That's what happened, man. They didn't get him a wide receiver. They didn't give him a wide receiver in the in the first. And, and I mean, rounds. perhaps he might got through a terrible personality and all that. Yeah. But who and I, I? I ain't never seen a dude that run all the way to one sideline and throw a sixty yard bomb to the opposite field. I mean, this dude is ridiculously good. And honestly. Brady, he's the GOAT to me. You might say Montana or Marino. You old school. But if Rodgers would have had the help, and I ain't saying Brady had all the help he did, but if Rodgers would have had some help, who knows, man? Yeah. See, we'll never know, and they're not doing them right. You're right about that. Like we talk about Marino. If they gave Marino a running back, what what could you do? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's great Isotoner gloves commercials. He was always on the commercials, but he can never win a championship. It still doesn't make him less great, though. He still was a great player. Oh yeah, sensational. So, yeah, you know, but you every great player you have to give help. I was debating. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you two questions because I don't know how long I'm gonna be on the show. <laughs> I don't Dominic know. Dominic Wilkins, Vince Carter, pick one. What did you say, Dominic? What? Dominique Wilkins, Vince Carter, pick one. Well, I I, I really like uh, I like Vince Carter, but something about Dominique, 
you know, Dom- I take Wilkins you, like you. You know, Dominique had, and here's the thing. I'm I'm a big Dominique Wilkins fan, and there was and yeah I am, but there was talent around those Atlanta uh, Hawks teams oh, though. Yeah, Tree Rollins, you know Doc, Doc Rivers, Rivers Bud Webb, yeah, your boy Kevin Willis, <laughs> yes, Blair Rasmussen. <laughs> no, there was there's some quality on that those teams. It just you know it's it's typical of the NBA, right? You can have a lot of good regular season teams, but there's always somebody in the way, and Jordan was in Dominique's way. You know, it just it is, or or it was magic in the way, or bird in or the way. Or bird, really? Yeah, bird in the way. You know, the epic game seven with bird and magic. Um, Dominique had forty plus, and bird just went off in the fourth quarter. So my second question, yes, sir. Career wise, thus far, if you had to draft either one of these guys, NBA, um, Larry Bird or Durant. Larry Bird or Durant? Who take? Well, Durant was a was a much better defensive player. Um, Larry Bird better rebounder, better rebounder, Bird better passer. Ah, Bird better rebounder, Bird better passer. But Durant was just to me is an all around guy. I I just Bird better leaderhood. Yeah, but I gotta I gotta go with even though Bird had all those attributes, right? Um. If uh, today, I'm taking Bird, okay, but, well, but, but slightly, school, slightly. If you put Durant in, in in Bird's era against Durant. Do you still take Durant? I put Bird in Durant in this era here, this era of basketball. Right? Is that what you're asking? No. If you flip flop eras, if you put Durant and Bird in the same era. Do you agree? Would you say Durant was better than Bird then? No. I think Larry Bird, a three ten, a three um, year in a row MVP. He won MVP three years in a row. Hood. Now Durant, Durant would just be some center because they wouldn't let him shoot from the outside. He would be in the middle, and actually, what they would consider him an undersized center back then because he's, I think he's legit like six ten, six eleven. Yeah. So he he wouldn't be allowed to shoot. He'd just be in the air. He couldn't take the punishment. The way they used to bang inside, he he, he would get bent so, over. So why so why would you say he better than Bird then? I just think that um, the ability to shoot from the outside from a for a, from a big man, the ability to dribble to the basket. Uh, I think a much better defender with a wingspan. I just think that that's why. I think the more all-around game, the the package, I think, is offensively, better. Offensively? Are we talking offensively, though? I think we just talking offensively, Hood. Honestly. Well, well, that's pretty close, man. That's pretty close. So, when, so, so you might now, you, I might upset you. So, I'm going to talk about offensively with Durant. He's not nowhere. If I had to rank him probably in the top 10, maybe he'd be 10 if he made that. But Kevin Durant, his offensive game, I ain't never, and it's no knock to Jordan. Jordan is the greatest to me by far. I ain't never seen nobody with a skill set like Durant, healthy, since I've been watching basketball, hood. Right. All I mean, this dude could pull up from anywhere. He could post up. He could put it on the floor. Mid-range game is ridiculous. Right. Averaging twenty seven points a game at right now. What is what is that? I'm talking. About, he can come off this injury. 
and 25, no doubt about it. Yeah, I'm, I, would, I would lean slightly Durant, even though, you know, it's interesting. This is not the three-point era for Bird, but he could shoot it. I'd love to see Bird in this era and see how that would work but as a three-point specialist. Bird was at his time, Hood. Yeah. He was way at his time. I mean, I was watching a, a, a Bird. I was like, you know Larry Bird scored 27 points in the game with his left hand, Hood? Yeah. Against the Portland Trailblaze. I was watching. I said, this dude was ridiculous, man. And then with the money on the line, Durant a Bird. Uh, Durant. With the game on the line, you still going to the Durant? Yep. Ooh, you tough. Yep. You tough. And literally, after Jordan, I think I'll go with Bird and Kobe a close third. But you say Durant. I like how Durant pulled up on um on James for three, though. That was... All right. That, that let me know, like, okay... Well, Durant, um, could, Durant, 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 Durant can shoot it from 50. That's why I'll, I'll, t- I'll take his range over Bird. Bird was good for his time. Again, not a three-point specialist, but just clutch as far as that two that you needed. He, I mean, he would talk track. But just just think about Durant, how he's just totally different than any player that we've ever seen in that in that size, in that package. He is special, man. Yeah, that's a special talent. And but not saying that Bird and, and was I, not. You know what, you know what Hood? I, I, I'm so big of a fan of... The pioneers of the NBA who made the league where it's at. Because honestly, oh, when I talk to young bucks, I'd be like, man, Dr. J, he saved the league. I'm like, Mike and Magic, I mean, Bird and Magic, they made the game national. And Jordan took it to a whole other level, if that sounds right. Yeah. You know, I think that's the way the NBA went. So when I talk about the doctor, Bird, Magic, Mike, I'm going to always speak highly of them. Because I don't think the NBA be where it's at without them. See, you have to understand, people. This is how these are these conversations we have in my in my hood cave. <laughs> this is what happens, just like randomly. It could be something else, totally different from the than the NBA on, and these conversations happen. And usually, there's a lot more yelling and a lot more liquor, <laughs> a lot more brown liquor. It's no doers. Um, it's no doers involved tonight. <laughs> 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 you got no way to yell at you. You Some can't. Of that scotch, that do a scotch. That was a, a good call for the yell. Well, Any of you guys that have not that have not ever had do a scotch, Jay Hood introduced me to it. <laughs> Try it out. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. Uh, that the 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 corner's still there. By the way, when you come when you come over, the, oh, I need that. There's a corner still there. Shot glass on deck. Yeah, so so it's still there. So whatever you come, you can just knock out the rest and then bring a, a fresh bottle. Thank you. Oh, I when I come, I have a fresh bottle. I just knock the corner out when I get there. Yes, that's right. Is that okay? Hood? Yes, please do that. Yes, so I can <laughs> throw out the bottle because I don't want to throw out the corner. I always say that for you. There's a a certain Maceo section of my bar uh, for you. Just your stuff. Hey, y'all, whoever listening, you can't lie when you under the hood. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right, cuz. I'm glad I love you, you man. Thanks lo- for letting me be a part of the show. I love you. Have a good one. Stay healthy. All right, man. I love you, and I'm glad that you spent some time talking some sports because um, you do that anyway. So you might as well just do it where people can hear you. My man. All right, J Hood. Good night. Good night, everybody listening. <laughs>